The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Winning Ponies. Glad you could. We've got some great racing reviews, and we've got a solid weekend of Top flight graded competition. Of course, uh, tomorrow uh, there's going to be the Hall of Fame inductions, and uh, we'll be recapping that next week. Two fine fillies, Zenyatta and Rachel Alexandra. Isn't it great that they dead heated, as Steve Haskins said, in Hall of Fame balloting? So that's going to be a sensational day up there at the spa. And uh, speaking of the spy, to help us handicap is going to be a, uh, a, a local boy, and he's known as Saratoga Slim. Uh, first there was little Andy, now there's Saratoga Slim. Michael Spector is his real name. He's a horse racing writer, and he's covering the Saratoga meet for RacingDudes.com. Very good uh, website with a lot of video, uh, different writers, and kind of young racing dudes. I want to get Michael's uh, uh, ideas about uh, the sport coming from somebody his age. I've only seen photos of him. I don't know how old he really is, but uh, he is Saratoga Slim. Uh, he's um, written for Denonymous Racing in the Winter Circle, and he's even got some stories in the Pollock Report. So we will be talking to Saratoga Slim. Before that, we're going to go to a gentleman that's uh, starting to catch lightning in a, in a bottle. Uh, he had uh, a horse uh, not long ago by the name of Strike Impact that turned out to be just a fantastic horse and made a lot of money for him and the barn. His name is Pat Doopy. He's the son of the late jockey and longtime trainer Johnny Doopy. Uh, he grew up literally on the back stretches in New Orleans, Louisville, New England, Chicago. Pat took out his license at the age of 18, and that was back in 1978. He's a real hands-on trainer and just a fun, wonderful guy to be around. And you'll hear from his uh, drawl that he never did leave New Orleans all the way. And uh, he's had the best years of his career just in the last couple of years. And really happy for him. And uh, just last weekend, of course, we handicapped the West Virginia Derby. Well, Pat himself took one of the races on the undercard, the West Virginia Secretary of State, and that was a $100,000 race. (coughs) That was with I'm a looker that they got for $4,500 as a yearling and has now won well over $200,000. 
So we'll be talking to Pat Doopy, who also scored his first graded stakes win just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, by the way, uh, Pat's got one of the most uh, well-known hot walkers in the country, the one, the only, multiple Eclipse Award-winning writer, Jenny Reese. So those are my two guests, so hang on. They're coming up. Until then, uh, let's uh, take a look at some of the hits we had. Saratoga's been very, very good to us here at Winning Ponies with the easy win forms. Uh, back on uh, August 8th, had a $2 pick six. Of course, there's always big pools up there, 16954 Also had a $2 pick six just today, ladies and gentlemen, that paid $6,235. Saratoga, again, on uh, today was a very, very hot day, a $1 super that paid $2,689. And you can go up on our website and you'll be able to see uh, the, the many recent hits that we did have. So with all the good racing we're going to be handicapping and talking about tonight, get our opinion and then go over to winningponies.com and pull down those easy win forms. Hopefully they will cross-check each other. Well, that used to be one of the biggest races in the world. Do you remember when a million dollars was a million dollars? And we were going to have the 34th running of the Arlington Million this weekend. Some great racing up there. Uh, just stakes galore. Can't go over the whole card, but we'll, co- we'll cover the big ones. And, of course, uh, in the Arlington Million, back for a repeat, everybody in Illinois' favorite horse, the pizza man, and no, I'm not going to give a corny headline there about him delivering another win. The pizza man, a little bit off form this year, the last time only missed by a head in the Stars and Stripes. Well, he'll be reunited with Mike Smith, and from the past performances I see, Mike Smith is certainly not the regular rider, but the one time he did ride him, rallied from 11th and got up in the Hollywood Turf Cup a grade two out at Del Mar going a mile and a half. The Arlington Million is a mile and a quarter. What's interesting is probably a lot of disappointed people at the draw of this race because it looks like really the stronger horses in this year's Million drew the outside post. Uh, uh, Flavian Pratt will be in town to ride Wake Forest for Chad Brown. Wake Forest comes in with three straight 100-plus buyers after uh, shipping in from Germany, France, and Italy. And what a year Chad Brown's been having, particularly these horses that he's taken from Europe. And then breaking in from the 11-hole is World Approval, the pizza man's former regular rider, Florent Giroux, who's just having a sensational season, uh, is coming in to ride World Approval off of fantastic win in the grade one United Nations handicap for one of the hottest trainers in the country, Mark Cassie. Then, next to them, uh, you have a shipper that's coming in from Dubai and England by the name of Trister. Uh, This is an Irish bred that, uh, like so many that are just getting off the plane, will be racing first Lasix. And outside him, you've got the Belmont Derby winner, that's right, Duville, out of the barn of Aiden O'Brien. And you know how hot he is when he comes across the pond, as they like to say, and races in the U.S. So uh, that, that's a look at the Arlington Million. Of course, the co-headliner for the ladies is the Mount of 316th Beverly D. 
grade one, $700,000 up for grabs, and this one drew a full field. So you know there's going to be value out there, ladies and gentlemen. Now the reason to pull down the easy win forms, uh, because with 14 in the field, you're going to be able to get some action underneath. And I think a lot of people are going to be keying on the Frenchman, Florent Giroux, who's riding a French bred C. Khaleesi. Now, this horse just missed in the grade one Darley Yorkshire over in England. Shipped over here. Get, get to see whose barn it goes to. None other than Chad Brown's. And in the first start in North America, wins the grade two Sheepshead Bay easily. And then came back and just missed uh, as a slight odds-on favorite in the grade two New York Stakes. So, uh, again, the better horses, or many of the better horses, drawing towards the outside uh, in the Beverly D. In the middle, another Aiden O'Brien trainee named Coolmore, of all names. Uh, this is a three-year-old daughter of Galileo, and Aiden O'Brien has another three-year-old daughter of Galileo, Irish-bred Bally Doll. So two Irish-breds by Galileo going to post in the Beverly D for world traveler Aiden O'Brien and another horse that a lot of people are liking towards the outside is Fafillier, another Irish bred. So uh, uh, it, it's a, a grand day for the Irish perhaps up in Chicago this weekend and there's plenty of them up there. Um, also one of the uh, the races is going to have uh, a horse Cherry Wine is going to go back to the turf and run in the Secretariat. And then, remember Harvey Diamond? We had him out around Derby time, and he's got the big hoss, and he stands tall in the St. Leisure. So we'll be looking for him and rooting for him. Harvey was just a, a fantastic guy when he was with us here on the show. Um, let's uh, also uh, take a look at uh, some horses that might be going to some big races. Beholder, of course, we talked last week about her big upset when she was beaten by Stellar Wind and the Clement Hirsch. She's back to training and logged a five furlong work just yesterday, and uh, they said she was breezing, which is a rare tag out there, 59 flat. So she didn't lose anything out of the Clement Hirsch. The question is, is she going to defend her title winning the Pacific Classic over the boys. Richard Mandela says it's still up in the air. We're not sure uh, she can skip the Pacific Classic and take on Stellar Wind in the Zenyatta, which is also a grade one at Sanity in late September. So uh, this will be very interesting as Beholder has won the Zenyatta three consecutive seasons. Very interesting. All right, we talked to Pete Aiello a couple weeks ago who left Oaklawn Park. It was up in the air as to who was going to take that job. And it looks like it's going to be Vic Stoffer. I like the way he calls. So he is going to take over at Oaklawn. Stoffer, what a veteran. He's called more than 40,000 races at nearly a dozen tracks across the country. But he'll only be the sixth track announcer in Oaklawn's 113-year history. Again, that uh, meet starts in January 13th. 
uh, Stoffer, who's really good. He's announced hundreds of grade one races. And, you know, think of some of the horses he's called. Barbaro, Game on Dude, Lava Man, Shared Belief, Pioneer of the Nile, Looking at Lucky, Azari, Blind Luck, the Tin Man, and none other than Derby winner and Horse of the Year, California Chrome. So congratulations to Vic Stoffer. I know that he'll find a great home there at Oaklawn Park. Okay, let's take a look now at last week's races that we handicapped. First, we'll start with the most exciting ride, in my opinion, and that was the West Virginia Derby. As we spoke about it last week, we said the rail is not the place you want to be in West Virginia. You don't want to be anywhere near it. And Rafael Bayerano obviously was listening to the show. He shot Cupid out of the gate as quick as he could. And as soon as he cleared the horses just to the outside of him, moved out in about the forepath. Going around the first turn, he may have drifted out to the sixth path all the way down the backstretch, stayed as far away from that fence as he could. They took a good run at Cupid and Bayerano, but the son of Tappet, trained by Bob Baffert, would not be denied and held on over what everybody wants, who was second most of the way. Hope you had him underneath. The Kellen Gordon training paid 74 to 1. So Cupid still hot amongst the sophomores. Then, of course, we went to the spa race of the week, no doubt about it, the Whitney grade one. Frosted surprised everybody, and Joel Rosario shot him out of the gate pretty quick and uh, was pretty much on the front end or near the front end the whole way. Um, and he did not disappoint, turning for home a couple horses uh, like uh, FNX uh, took, a, took a shot at him, but they could not get there. It was comfort in the second spot, so Frosted a new horse that's in the talk for Horse of the Year honors. I'm sure the people that have California Chrome will have something to say about that. In the test, it was upset time at 55 to 1. Payola Queen got the job done with Luis Sayez in the saddle, saved ground, went four wide, and got the job done over Lightstream. Karina was the favorite in there, put in too fast of a pace on the inside and got tired. Then in the grade three, Weya, the winner was Gupaza, a Chilean bred. If you like foreign horses, this was your trifecta because a Chilean bred ran first, an English bred ran second, and an Irish bred ran third in the way of big-time payoffs in there. And then we earlier on the card was the lure and the winner, Shining Copper. Remember that? He used to be the rabbit for Big Blue Kitten. Well, they've kind of changed his running style. He rated in second, uh, ballad with solid tribute, and held off Shining Copper out of the Chad Brown barn. That's very red hot, and he's up there at Saratoga, and so is Saratoga Slim. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and come back. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com. 
the home of the Easy Win Form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and as I told you at the top of the show, we're going to talk to a horseman's horseman, Pat Doopy, in the first segment here. Uh, of course, as I told you, he's the son of uh, the jockey, uh, Johnny Doopy, grew up on the back stretches in New Orleans, Louisville, New England, Chicago, 18 years old when he first took out his trainer's license. Let me tell you, the uh, gentleman is hot right now. Uh, in recent years, he had a really nice horse uh, by the name of Strike Impact, who uh, Pat was able to keep together, making his last start at the age of 11, a retired sound to uh, Chet and Susan, uh, Chet Miller and Susan Weiss of Simpsonville, Kentucky, and he's hooked up with them again. And uh, right now, their stable star is the four-year-old filly Ama Looker, who was a four thousand five hundred dollar yearling purchased by Miller, who on Saturday just dominated the hundred thousand dollar West Virginia Secretary of State Stakes. Of course, uh, that was hot on the heels of uh, dead heating. In the grade three winning colors, and of course the trainer of note, getting his first graded stakes race deservedly sold, none other than Pat Doopy. Pat, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good, John. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm on the right side of the grass, so that's a start. Well, Pat, <laughs> uh, in the sake of uh, transparency, I'll let everybody know that we do go back a long way uh, to the crawfish-eating days before you were even married down there in New Orleans. But let's just rewind and start up. What was it like uh, growing up with, with a father who, who was a jockey? Sounds like you did a whole lot of traveling and spent a whole lot of days sitting on a bale of hay. Right. I mean, with my dad, I mean, it was tough. I mean, he was he was real strict, and he had a motto, and... I think of it all the time. He says, you can do something, do it right, or don't do it at all. And, I mean, he was hard. And, you know, thinking of it, I mean, I grew up that way, and, and I think about him all the time. You know, he he brought me up right. Now, would you actually uh, uh, travel with him to these different uh, cities, and then was it 
tough for well, you? Well, like- no, I mean, my summer vacations, if you want to call them that, I would travel and up to Rockingham Park or whatever, and I, I mucked up stalls for my summer vacation. You know, <laughs> that was a vacation for for me, work. Yeah, but you've carried you've carried that with you, and like I said, you're a horseman's horseman. You know, you're not uh, letting vets call the shot or you know other people telling you what to do. Now, one thing, obviously, uh, we, we mentioned New Orleans. I'm trying to figure it out. I've talked to so many people on this show that have had such a great education coming out of of New Orleans. I mean, you think about Jack Van Berg and the guys that came up from under him, Frankie Brothers, Bill Mott, Wayne Catalano. Then there's the next generation, you, Al Stahl, Tom Amos. I mean, is there something in the water or something in the crawfish Uh, oil? uh, (laughs) I really couldn't tell you. I mean, we were all kids back then, and, I mean, they were good awesome. I mean... You got trainers, and then you got horsemen. So I mean, there's a difference. So well, and you forgot which McCall he was back then. He came on Bamberg too. Was Donnie Winfrey? Oh yeah, now and you and Donnie Winfrey have been lifelong friends, haven't you? Right, right. I mean, after I left my dad, and I'd worked for Donnie for about six, eight years. Well, all those people I named, what you said, you know, is work ethic. I, I know right. the, there were no slugs around the Van Berg barn because you didn't last too long. No, and, you, uh, you worked back then. Yeah. You know. What, what's the big difference you see between then and now? Well, I mean, I think, and, and believe me, this is, I tell Jenny all the time, that over 30 years ago, my dad told me he's, he's seen a change coming. And he told me, he said, if you can't promote, you can't train. But it's it's a lot of promoting today, you know. And there's a lot of trainers, and there's a lot of, you know, that's, I guess that's part of the game, promoting. The game has changed so much. Um, but like I said, there's trainers, and then there's horsemen. And you get a lot of trainers. Well, obviously, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's very successful. But I, I think the first one that comes to mind when you talk about that would have to be D. Wayne Lucas. He put a whole different spin on the sport. Well, I mean, even before him, you know, and I don't want to mention any names, and my dad had told me, and this was years ago at Arlington, he'd seen this one guy come into town, and he said, the game has changed. You know, if you can't promote, you can't train horses. He said, you got to be in the grandstand hustling, you know, and hustling people. You know, the backside will take care of itself. And, now, and believe me, he was right a lot of times, and that's what it's come to. Well, Pat, for somebody that's dedicated his life to training horses, what is it that you like best about training? For you, it's not just a job, is it? No, it's not a job. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's seven days a week. It's tough, you know, but I enjoy being around the horses and the people out there. And, I mean, when you come up with a halfway decent horse, you know, it's easy to get up in the morning and go out there. But um, well, you've been doing it all your life and everything, and I just enjoy being around the horses. Well, I've been, I've been there to see around the horses. I know I've got uh, some pretty nice photos of you and Strike Impact. Uh, tell our audience about the relationship you had with that horse. Well, 
you know, I'd watched him run, you know, a couple times, and I told Chet Miller and his, and his wife, Susan Weiss, and I went up to Chicago and claimed him. And after that, I mean, I'm guessing I won about a dozen races with him, and, and he ran out over half a million dollars. And, um, I mean, we got lucky, you know, and it just snowballed from then. Well, talk about lucky. How many horses that sell for $4,500 who are only four years old now have won well over 200000 And I'm talking about I'm a looker, the horse you just won the West Virginia Secretary of State with, and the winning colors. Right. Well, Chad, I can't take any credit for that. You know, he went into sale, and, and you know, they got a beautiful farm out in Simpsonville and great owners. Um and they pill around and breed a couple mares they have, and, you know, they'll go to sale, and they don't spend a whole lot of money, and he got lucky. I mean, he, he had a home run when he found her, and come to find out that her mother and Dortmund's mother are half-sisters, so, I mean, she's got some pedigree and some value. So, I mean, it was a home run. That's amazing. I didn't know that. And I think that's one of the great things about this game, particularly if uh, you, know, you, you, you look at the breeding side, is that sometimes you'll have a horse, and without you doing anything, the value of your horse can jump by a half a million dollars. So I'm sure. a looker, unbeknownst to you, uh, our Marietta, who's by Victory Gallup, is a half-sister to the dam of Dortmund? Right. Wow, and she's a, only oh. a four-year-old filly. Now, she's got to be awful nice to be around, Pat, because she looks like she likes to run for you. She rates kindly, but still has a burst of speed. I mean, um, I mean, Robbie, I mean, he, he gets along with her great. Every time I want to work her, he comes by and works her, and he, he kids me and said he's been training her for the last two years. I said, well, <laughs> as long as you don't ask for the day money, we're all right. <laughs> but I mean, she is. She's 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 a great filly to be around, and does everything right, sound, and you know, every time you hang the bridle on, I mean, she goes out to hang you on at ten percent. Now, uh, from what I see, you primarily uh, been running her short. Uh, she is by uh, Henny Hughes, but got Victory Gallop and that Dortmund fa- family on the bottom. Do you have any plans of stretching her out in the future? Well, I mean. We had talked about it, but, I mean, maybe seven-eighths of a mile might be her, her best distance. Well, speaking of seven-eighths of a mile, she just missed winning the grade two Raven run at Keeneland back in October. Right. And I told um when I was in Florida, I was talking to Mike Penner on a radio show, and I told him back then, I said, uh, when we took her to some of the speed, I said, this really went a stake. You know, it's just a matter of where, and... and you know, she almost won the Raven run. You know, she was about eight ten wide, and, I mean, it wasn't her fault. But, I mean, just bad racing luck. And, I mean, she come up a half length short of winning the grade two over there. And I, and I really do think the right grade two, she'll win a grade two. Well, uh, Pat, one thing I've always liked uh, about being around you uh, is, is that you keep it real and, you keep the fun in racing. I mean, you, you, you're 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 old school yourself. You're not that old uh, per se, but you seem to like to embrace the whole sport and everything it does. Every time I see you on the backstretch, you're around people that are that are cracking jokes and maybe cracking a cold one. You really seem to keep the fun in the game. Well, I mean, if you're gonna, 
you're going to do something, enjoy yourself. I mean, you surround yourself with them kind of people and, and have a good time. I mean, it's nothing like the, the backside, you know. Nah. We go to work and we compete and, you know, have a good time while you're here. Now, I, I've got to ask you, I, I know that you've got a, a hot walker that, that's uh, pr- pretty well known. How did you manage to uh, hook up with uh, four-time Eclipse Award-winning writer Jenny Reese? Uh, the last time I counted, it was five. But well, um, <laughs> you, you just have to look over at your mantle, right? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. She's got five Eclipse Awards up there. Um, just through the racetrack and... Just ran into it, and I was off to the side, and I heard her talking about racing and everything, and she knew where every horse was going, you know, and uh, I thought she was pretty sharp back then, and and, I still do. I mean, she knows racing, you know. Yes, she does. Uh, She's done a lot for racing, and, um, you know, she's reinventing herself, she says, but... um, she knows it like the back of her hand. She knows racing. Well, I know she's going to be heading down to Kentucky Downs at some point, but she's uh, helping out Ellis Park right now. And I'll be honest with you, I've never seen more press releases or known more about Ellis Park than I've learned in the last three weeks. <laughs> well, she told me the other day she got a call from some somebody and said he read more press releases from Ellis Park in the last week than he did in the last five years. I, I so definitely I just believe. think they, they're lucky to have her. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe so, too. Well, I'm lucky to have you with us on Winning Ponies. Um, I know that she just ran. Um, are you looking down the road for something with I'm a Looker? Where might well, we be? There's, there's a race at Kentucky Downs um, next month, and there's a race at Prescott, and there's also a race here at Churchill. So she'll... Everything goes right with us. You'll wind up in one of those three. Okay. Well, we'll be keeping an eye out. I'm really happy for uh, your lifelong success, but particularly your current success, because it looks like you're going to have a whole lot of fun with I'm a Looker. Pat Doopy, thanks for spending the time with us tonight on Winning Ponies. All right. Thanks, John. Talk to you later. All right. That was Pat Doopy, one of the great guys in racing. I've known Pat for a long time. I have not known Mike Spector for a long time, so this will be interesting getting to find out about Mike, how he got into the game, what he's doing with his writing, and how he got the nickname Saratoga Slim. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and with us right now is Mike Spector, otherwise known as Cincinnati Slim, out there in the Twitterverse. We'll make sure we give you his contacts uh, before we end the interview. But uh, he's a horse racing writer. Uh, right now he's concentrating on the Saratoga meet for a pretty cool website called RacingDues.com. Uh, they really do a lot of integrated preview stories, and they highlight the last race of the key horses that they're talking about. I uh, highly recommend that you go over there. Uh, he's also uh, been uh, with uh, Denonymous Racing. Of course, we've had him as, as a guest uh, in the winner circle, and we've had Ray Pollock on the show many times, and he has a written for the Pollock Report. So uh, with no further ado, let's find out. I, I just uh, had a grizzled veteran and Pat Doopy, and now I got uh, a guy I know nothing about in Mike Spector. Mike, how you doing? How's it going, John? Thanks for having me on the show. been listening to the show for a few years. It's, it's great to be on. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, that's great. Well, like I said, we just bumped into each other uh, on Twitter, and so I went over and I read some of your stuff. I really liked it. And... Uh, you, you seem to be fresh and vibrant, and uh, we need more guys that look like you and less guys that look like me at the racetrack because you guys are the future. One thing I've got to ask you, if, you got, if it's too personal, you can pass <laughs> on it. How, how old are you? I'm uh, 37, so I look really young, but, you know, I'm skinny, and uh, I, I go by Saratoga Slim. You introduced me as Cincinnati Slim, because your oh. mind is probably on Cincinnati. That's where you're from, right? You're out, you're out there. <laughs> yes, y- yes, it is. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> a slip of the tongue. That's where I'm sitting right now, as a matter of fact, is in Cincinnati. So, um, <laughs> like, I want to know about all my guests. Um, how did you get into the game? At what age and what created your love of the sport to the point that you want to do it full-time? Yeah, I got up, say, my dad taking me when I was a kid, took me every summer to Saratoga, and we look forward to it every summer to go up there. And then more recently, a few years back, I moved up closer to Saratoga. I live in the Saratoga area now, and I said, you know what, just started watching races up here and getting more involved with uh putting together a Twitter handle, Saratoga Slim, and just getting involved and meeting a lot of people over Twitter and start writing for a couple of websites. I've always wanted to be a sports writer, and I said this is a good niche to get into sports writing because, uh, you know, not, not a lot of people covering it, and you get 
to get right up and close and personal with some of the big names in the game up here. So it's just really, really exciting to be involved with the game. Absolutely, and uh, one of the best landscapes ever to uh, to be covering the sports. Of course, a good friend of mine is Tom Law, who, along with the Clancy brothers, puts out the Saratoga special. I'm sure you're no stranger to that. Oh yeah, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody just talks about what a great atmosphere it is, uh, and there's there's no doubt about it. Now, um, so you, you're, you're credentialed. You get to go where you can go to to write for Thoroughbred Racing Dudes, correct? Yeah, it's been amazing. I've interviewed Todd Pletcher and Christoph Clement, Kieran McLaughlin. I got to meet up with uh, Florent Giroux at the beginning of the meet, and Norm Cassie's done articles about all of them, and it's just uh, all those articles are up at, at Racing Dudes, and it's just uh, awesome to, to, you know, and everyone's just so nice. That's the one thing about this game, that everyone's really open to talk about you know anything about the horses and introduce you to the horses it's just really um really special up here obviously in saratoga and i'm just loving uh loving it up here it's the summer of, it, it's the summer songbird though up here that's that's what i'm calling it uh-huh well uh you you've been up there i'm sure if you're uh uh, taking in the workouts uh, in the mornings, you're seeing some of the finest horse flesh in the world. And certainly, Songbird was willing to take on the challenge of the graveyard of favorites. And what a job she did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing that, you know, the, the fact that Hall of Famer trainer Jerry Hollenhofer just has brought her up here and kept her up here to run twice. It's just great for horse racing. It's great for the fans up here. The atmosphere was just electric when she dug down and she drew away when she was challenged by Korean Amia in the grade one uh, coaching club America Oaks. That was just an awesome race to witness. And all reports of that, she's just doing great up here. And, you know, a lot of good work by, the, uh, by Hollendorfer's assistant, Christina Jelm. She's doing a really good job up here, keeping her fresh. And uh, I went to visit her before the, uh, the, the CCA Oaks, and she is just a physical specimen, something really just special to see and admire. Well, obviously, while you're traipsing around the backstretch, I'm guessing you have your camera or your phone with you because I've seen a lot of your, uh, your, your shots up close and personal. Yeah, you've got to take advantage of, of seeing these uh, beautiful horses, and they're just... Um, in such good shape, and you know, obviously watching the morning workouts, the Oklahoma training track is just one. If, if fans haven't been able to ever come up here, I'd say, you know, the track and seeing the action in the afternoon is amazing. But get up early and go to the Oklahoma training track, and you'll see some of the. Uh, it's just it's just amazing to see those horses up close like this. These million dollar horses, uh, and I got a chance before uh, the meet started to go to the Green Tree training facility, see Frosted workout. And when he got back from Dubai and was able to interview Kieran McLaughlin before his, his Matt Mile, and just uh, he's he's the epitome of class that Frosted, and he's the, the other star. There's two stars so far of the Saratoga meet. It's been Songbird and Frosted up here. Well, it's funny you read my mind because that's where I was going to go next. Uh, what did you think early on in the Whitney? It, it almost looked like they had a game plan to change his running style. He's just so versatile, and I mean, I was—I <laughs> don't like to get too crazy on Twitter, or you know, call people out, or try to make too many crazy, um, <laughs> crazy statements. But I couldn't believe the people that were talking about that. You know, he has, doesn't have two-turn, uh, two-turn form, and you know, I just think he's such a versatile horse 
frosted, and he, as you can see, he went to the lead there and just never looked back. Um, and I think he could, you know, he could close. He's shown it all in his career. So um, I, I, I think that you know the Whitney just showed his versati- versatility. Now I think even Kira McLaughlin, a little bit of her some interviews this week. He's questioning a little bit about the mile and a quarter for the classic, but. You know, we'll we'll see what happens when he gets out to Santa Anita. Hopefully, everything stays healthy and he gets out there. Well, we're talking with Mike Spector, uh, aka Saratoga Slim, and uh, really, if you just put a line through his Breeders' Cup Classic last year, that this is one of the most consistent horses in training over the past two years. I mean, and can't go around two turns. Yeah, sure, he finishes second in the Belmont to American Pharaoh, excuse me, and beats Keen Ice by two lengths while doing it. I, I don't think there's any question about his distance abilities at all, so I'm not sure who that is that's challenging on Twitter, but uh, they need to put down that beer and uh, take a look at their past performances a little more closely. Obviously, the Metropolitan Handicap is going to stand out and perhaps be voted race of the year. Frosted, unbelievable the way he exploded in there with his time and still just winning easily by 14 and a quarter lengths. And, uh, you know, and I've heard some other people say, horse of the year, no way. Well, I hope he gets a chance to prove himself against California Chrome if that'll be the top horse in a couple of months. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I'm hoping, uh, you know, I've heard that he might race again up here in the Woodward to end the Saratoga meet. That would be a good spot for him because uh, I know Kieran, uh, when I spoke to him a few months back and when – Basically, I've heard him, you know, in a lot of different interviews, obviously, that he says that Frosted does best offer some rest, and, and the target is obviously the Breeders' Cup Classic in Santa Anita. So the Woodward reset him up for a nice 60-day break before the Breeders' Cup Classic, and now he had, he'd, he'd have to go to, Sarat, uh, to Santa Anita to go to California Chrome's home base. So that's the only major question in my mind that, uh, you know, he's never ran there before, and obviously... California Chrome has won multiple times there, including the Santa Anita, uh, Santa Anita Derby, and then also uh, I think he was uh, third in the Breeders' Cup Classic that year, two years back. Well, I'll tell you what, I've only got about two minutes before we go to our first break, so let's take one of those short fields that we're going to get over the weekend, the Saratoga Special. Uh, Exaggerator won this race last year, but boy, you want to go back in the history books, 1914, regret, ended up winning the Kentucky Derby, Horse of the Year, Whirl Away, Native Dancer, Derby winner, Bold Forbes, Belmont winner, Conquistador Cielo, uh, the Great Swale, Summer Squall, champion's favorite trick and uh, most recently a uh, union rags came out of this race so there's it may be a short field but you just don't know who could pop out of the saratoga special with that said there's five there's five in the field it'll be interesting there's a couple trainers in here i've never heard of before antonio sano and horatio de paz that both look like they got legitimate contenders um, in particular recruiting ready who's trained by horatio de paz this horse eye-popping Debut at Pimlico, one by ten and a quarter, comes back, runs really, as you point out in your article, fast fractions in the Bashford Manor, and was still only beaten three quarters of a length, nine lengths against Tip Tap Tapazar, who's in this race. Yeah, I, I, that's a horse I'm on that I think recruiting ready is going to go straight to lead. There is a lot of speed here, though, in the race. I know a lot of people are talking about um, Sonic Mule for the Pletcher Barn. Maybe he'll take some money. Um, 
and Tip Tap Tapazar. I know he's from the Asmussen barn, and I've seen some some stuff come out that Asmussen said the horse is progressing nicely coming into the race, but I'm on this recruiting ready. I know Horatio DePaz is not an everyday trainer like Asmussen or Pletcher here, so maybe uh, we'll get a price on him. But the way he sprung from the gate in that Bashford Manor, people should take a look at that. And he got hit. He got uh, nailed at the wire by a horse named Classic Empire, who uh, is going to be targeting the end of the meet here for the Cassie Barn, he's going to be uh, pointing to the hopeful. So they think very highly of this horse, Classic Empire, and the way that Recruiting Ready, if you go back and look at that Bashford Manor, sprung from the gate and got a big lead, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be tough to, to track down. And I don't know if there's another horse like Classic Empire in this field that could track him down like that. And you can go back so. and you can look at that race at racingdudes.com. One of the places where Mike Spector, Saratoga Slim, does his writing. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Saratoga Slim, looking at the Adirondack and the four-star Dave Handicap. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And with me, Mike Spector, also known as Saratoga Slim. And I do believe if you want to check this guy out, his Twitter handle is at Saratoga Slim. Am I correct, Mike? That's right. Yep, at Saratoga Slim. And uh, the website I'm writing for is racingdudes.com. So you check out my articles over there. And there's some good ones. And as I mentioned, you really complement your articles with video of the horses that you're mentioning, which I think is an extremely handy a great tool for handicapping. So uh, uh, racingdudes.com, check it out. There's so many good sites out there, but this is one I recently got turned on to because of Saratoga Slim. Uh, Before we move on to a really tough race, 
with, without a huge star in it, but with a lot of talent, is the four-star Dave Handicap. How about a quick thumbnail sketch of my favorite race, a holy race of obligation in the Engelhart family, the Traverse Stakes? Well, the Travers is going to be wide open. It's going to be a great betting race compared to some of the last few years. I actually, two years ago, I did very well with the VE Day. Uh, <laughs> coming in, I, I hit the try that day. That was amazing. But, I mean, last year wasn't a really good betting race because of Farrow, even though the board got lit up by Keen Ice. But going in, you didn't think it was a good betting race. And the Travers this year is going to be a real good betting race. I'm actually on right now, if you I think Arrogate's going to be coming in for Bob Baffert, and he's going to get his revenge from last year's loss with American Farrow. I think with Arrogate, uh, he's been looking really good out in California. American Freedom he might bring over with him. And, I mean, it's going to be a great matchup versus, obviously, Exaggerator. Creator, Gunrunner, Mo Heyman, and uh, Governor Malibu. And I think the Jim Dandy winner, Lau Ban, will be on the lead <laughs> no matter what happens. So oh, yeah. it's going to be uh, it's, it should be very fun, very fun race, and hopefully we'll get a good pace with Lau Ban in there and set up for some of the closers, some of the mid pack stalkers. So uh, should be a good one. Well, uh, uh, Mike Spector. You gave us some good information on racing dudes as far as the four-star Dave Handicap. Uh, you kind of pointed out, for those that like to take a flyer at a long shot, that King Cressa could be the lone speed, currently 15-1 to 1 in the morning line. A little inside skinny that uh, Chad Brown was maybe thinking about passing on the million and take over target, therefore becomes a very important horse in here. And uh, Ring Weekend coming out of a neck loss in the Dixie, the grade two, we've got three major contenders that are coming out of the Dixie, the one, two, three finishers in that race, takeover target, grand arch, and ring weekend. So you know there's a lot of evenly matched talent in this race. Before we go any further, how's the weather up there? Because the turf condition could be an impact on this race. It rained really heavy um, yesterday, then it cleared, and it was Hot, hot, hot and humid today, but there's a lot of rain in the forecast for, I think, tomorrow into Saturday and Sunday, so we'll keep an eye on it, but they say there's going to be some heavy thunderstorms, and I think that's the reason that Chad Brown kept TakeOver Target in Saratoga. He's been training here, and TakeOver Target is one to look at because his form on off-tracks, he's three for four lifetime on soft and yielding turf courses, so that's the main reason that Chad Brown kept them here, looking for that soft turf, and didn't send them out to Arlington for the Arlington Millions. So that's a little bit of an inside tip there. But uh, so I think you got to put him involved, get him involved with the whole uh, with your wagers here. Uh, the good thing is Saratoga tries at their best that they will run on a soft or, or yielding track, whereas a lot of tracks will just take it off the grass. Yeah, I mean, this has been upgraded to a grade one this year, so I don't think they're going to, I mean, if it gets really bad, they might take it off. There's actually a main track only entry in here, so probably have a field of nine if that main track, if it stays on the on the turf, and maybe somebody's even scratch on a, on a, on a, soft, uh, on a soft turf, but we'll see uh, what happens, but... Anyway, I mean, I, I like, uh, if you want to know who I like, <laughs> I'll jump right into it. Uh, Grand Arch is the defendant champion here. He got second in this same race in 2014, and 
I think there's reason to believe at eight to one that he's a value play in here just because of his back class. I mean, he's run against the best as far as Wise Dan, and you know, he just he just he's seven years old, so that's one of the things. In his last start, he got sixth, so people are going to be off of him. So that's one that I think you could kind of target around and try to mix in some of these other horses. There's a lot of big time horses here, forced to pass. Good horse ring weekend, as you said. I like a long shot in black type for Christophe Clement, so there's plenty of options here. Okay, and uh, just to uh, add to that, uh, Grand Arch, I got to watch this horse uh, win the uh, Shadwell Turf Mile last year on a yielding Keeneland course, so he can take the soft turf. All right, well, we're coming down the stretch, and uh, to a quick look at the 100th running of the Adirondack I was there for some great horses like Optimistic Gal and Smart Angle, Lai Zane that won this race, and of course, go back in some time, and Horse of the Year's Busher and Sky Beauty uh, came out of this race. Uh, how about D. Wayne Lucas? He's won this race six times, and I know you were probably right there to watch Olive Branch, uh, who just kind of has a lot of talent but seems to come unglued when it gets live. And Meanwhile, the two favorites are on the outside, Libby's Tail and Ever So Clever. So with all of that said... Who do you like? I like a horse named Silver Tony in here for Wesley Ward. Um, This horse beat males two back in the Kentucky Juvenile, then went out to Royal Ascot, got some soggy turf out there, did not like that, and ran ninth. She's come back here, so it's a lot of travel. She came back, trained a little bit at Keeneland, now has moved up to Saratoga, and when she came to Saratoga, she ran a second best out of 87 workers uh, last Friday over the main track and four four-long work. So that shows that she's primed to go here. I, I, I didn't witness that work, but it gives me it gives me. I was going to say, hey, she's traveled a lot, maybe play against her, but that work makes me think that she might be the one to focus on. She has that early speed, and the way if you go back and watch watch that Kentucky Juvenile, she was headed at the top of the stretch and she fought back and I'd love to see a young horse being able to you know get past and then come back and she beat males that day and the two males that came in second and third have come back and have strong uh, performances since, uh, since a horse named Hey Mike came back and ran uh, the third place finisher ran second in the uh, <clears throat> Tremont and Thirst for Life is a big horse another big horse for the Cassie Barn two year old will be running in the best pal, came back and won after that race, too. So it's not like she beat um, beat nothing in that race. That's why I'm on, the Silver Tony here. So we'll see what well, happens. I, I, and she's a, I, she's a daughter I, of Tappet, too, so you got to like that. <laughs> I, I love the horse because there's no better hand in the land with two-year-olds than the guy by the name of Wesley Ward. Well, we've been talking with Mike Spector. Again, go to Twitter at Saratoga Slim. And you'll be able to check him out. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us on Winning Ponies. Hey, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for having me. Okay, and thanks to Pat Doopy. We appreciate him being here. As I look out for the manicured turf course, past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky, I'm John Engelhardt. Thanks for joining us on Winning Ponies. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.